What's up, everyone? Welcome back to episode 24 of Track Talk Podcast. We are your hosts, Hannah and Emma. Whoa, whoa. Oh, usually it's Emma and Hannah. That was weird. I'm feeling okay. a little narcissistic today. <laughs> anyway, episode 24. 24, we're here. Today, we are coming back with our Furious Hot Takes segment. Do you have an In Case You Missed Indie segment this week or I not? I don't right? have an In Case You Missed Indie. Okay, that's Indie. okay. We're going to bring in a new segment that won't always be on the episode but when we can when there is news in this subject matter it'll be called wagments wagments yeah what does what does that mean hannah um it's gonna be a full wag segment and i know that this um might some people might turn it off but i also have had like a lot of people who follow f1 but don't follow like drivers lives outside of it um say that they'd like us to kind of chat about Mm -hmm. drivers relationships past relationships um just wags in general wags stands for wives and girlfriends um, and that's usually used in the sporting kind of world. So um, we're going to chat a little bit about that. And then we have track stats because next week we have a race. Track stats is back. Silly I'm season is so over. <laughs> it's far from over, but the break is almost over. The break God. is almost over. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a lot to get into today. Before we get into any of these segments, um, I don't know if you saw it, but motorsports is being considered for the Olympics. No, I. this the first time I'm seeing this is you putting it on, on our document today. And yeah. That is crazy to me. So electric karting was introduced to the 2018 Summer Youth Olympics and then a similar one at the 2020 Youth Olympic Games. So like karting has so been karting a part has of been. Yes. Okay. Uh, and But motorsport itself has not been recognized as an Olympic sport right. due to the mechanical side of things. It's not seen as, as athletic as other sports right. because of this whole other right. back end of it. Um, but the FIA was officially recognized by the International Olympics Committee in 2012. So that's hence why karting might be part. I don't know. I I think this would be so cool to see these drivers race under their flag instead of their team. Mm -hmm. And it would also have to be equal machinery, I think, which we all have talked about, asked for. Yes. Um, That would be pretty freaking cool. So do you want it to happen? Yeah. Of course I do. I Think about it. But I don't know how they would... There'd have to be, like, trials for it. Because there's there's obviously yeah. the... You need to compete to get into the Olympics. Yes, yeah. So how... Like, who? I know. You well, know? so here's, here's what I'm immediately thinking. Like, F1 drivers probably wouldn't be part of it. But if they were, like, think about who, who races for um, the UK. Oh, how come F1 drivers wouldn't be part of it? I just don't see them, like, wanting to be part of it. The Olympics don't pay. No. Um... The home country will sometimes pay the athletes if they win, because obviously it's a huge prize. Yes, yes, to have it's it. from your home country, not necessarily the Olympics yeah. themselves. So, I. But if you're if we're going off of you know, and I don't agree with the um, the IOC on a lot of things, but if their statement, uh, their mission statement is amateurs, and I know that they don't follow that in a lot of aspects, like and um, NHL players have played in the, in the Olympics, NBA players have played in the Olympics, but if we're going off of amateurs, these racing drivers wouldn't qualify Mm -hmm. that makes sense so they might have to and there are like certain rules that they make like i'm just thinking like examples that i know of like nhl players haven't always been been able to go to the olympics but um players that play professionally in russia have been and that's still like not an amateur but there's still different rules about like leagues and stuff so i'm thinking if the fia wouldn't maybe wouldn't let their drivers go then it would be like a younger kind of um age that we would be performing and i don't mind that it would be um, drivers from the Indy Next series, mm-hmm. which is this 
a step down from IndyCar yeah. or it'd be F2, F3 yeah. drivers sort yeah. of thing, which I could see that yeah. because F1 drivers, IndyCar drivers, they are professionals at what they do. Right. So I don't think they'd be the ones racing in the Olympic. But yeah, I'm thinking like the individual racing series themselves might not let their drivers go because, you know, there's, there's risks involved as well with their teams and they probably have to go on loan from their team and whatnot. And it would just be like, plus, I mean, if it's a summer, summer Olympics, doesn't that happen in July? Uh, Usually. I think so. So there's, it's literally in the middle of both Indy and yeah. the F1 season. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, so. I'm not, um, I'm not saying that it wouldn't happen. I think it'd be really cool if it did. I just think that like the immediate reaction for people might be like, oh my gosh, we're going to see like Lewis, Lewis Hamilton. Hamilton. Right. And I just <laughs> don't Olympics. think that that's going to, that's going to happen. Not no. to say that it wouldn't be cool if whoever it is like motorsports in the Olympics, like yes, but it won't be like the, the top tier drivers in the world. No. Well, they've already proved themselves to be world champions right. as well. Right, so right. So it would be for these drivers who don't have those same shots. Anyway, we find out at the end of September which well, sports cool. will be in the Olympics. I still would love to see just like some up and coming drivers. Like this is just any any um, broadcast or attention that can be given to up and coming drivers or in race drivers in different formula series or different indie series or just different series in general mm. with an introduction to them is beneficial to their careers and to the sports themselves so i think this would be very beneficial in motorsport we shall see we'll keep you guys updated because that's only like a month two months a month away i guess Crazy. end of september i didn't know this this is yeah, great news that is that um next up that i just have written in our notes here uh i was half asleep when i posted this on our store the other day Oh, I saw this. I someone, this yeah. F1 account tweeted or posted on their story. I don't know. They posted something saying, what's the craziest F1 fact that you know? Mm-hmm. And the first thing that came to my mind was Toro Rosso won a race before Red Bull ever did. Interesting. I know. And you wouldn't think that, no. but I mean, they were both won by Sebastian Vettel. Said oh, won no way. with um, Toro Rosso in 2008 at the Italian Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. And then the next year, the Chinese Grand Prix. He won again. He, won with he also got pole position for the first time and took the first win. But yeah, Toro Rosso won a race before Red Bull ever did. Wow. Yeah. I love Sebastian Vettel, so that's that's really cool to hear. Yeah. Anyway. Um, fact, yeah, I feel like this episode is kind of going to be like fact, random facts that we've learned in, as in well as our segments. Weeks, yeah. Um, just but, because we have lots to say, but like it doesn't all like go together no. cohesively. So like just... There's also yeah. been no races. There's no indie race. There's mm-hmm. no F1 race that mm-hmm. happened. There's one coming up, thank God, mm-hmm. in a week from today. So we're just passing time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and you guys are listening to it. That's okay. Do we want to get into our first segment of the episode? Furious Hot Takes? I would love to get into Furious Hot Takes. Okay, why don't you tell us about Furious Motorsport? So we're back with Furious Hot Takes, sponsored by Furious Motorsport. And Furious Motorsport is changing the game with their merch. They are a... Merch brand, they've created a motorsport merch line that is, it's jerseys. So F1 driver jerseys, retired drivers, mm-hmm. current drivers, special editions, like there's Miami ones as well. They are perfect to wear out at the track, out with friends, at dinner. Yeah. I wore one last week just recording the podcast. They have cropped, they have full length, and we are absolutely obsessed with them. And we love working with them. And we are so excited to continue this Furious Hot Takes segment. Mm-hmm. And before we jump into our hot takes, I just want to remind everyone that we have a discount code. So if you go to the link in our social media bios and click on the link for Furious Motorsport, you get $5 off your entire purchase on top of their already reasonably priced jerseys. I know mm-hmm. they also have clearance ones right now. So highly recommend going and checking that out. 
Um, quick disclaimer before we get into it. These are not our thoughts. These are not our hot takes. They're sent in anonymously. If you don't agree with them, that's the point of a hot take. We want to hear your thoughts. We want to hear your opinions. We want to have a conversation about it. And we encourage you to share your own hot takes. So Hannah, take it away. Yeah, this is a safe space. And I do want to just reiterate that because the hot take I'm about to share deals with kind of like some social issues. Um, So this person says, there should be more inclusivity and diversity in F1 and there is an actual need for actions to be taken. For example, a boycott of the races taking place in the Middle East, perhaps. I understand that that's probably never going to happen because at the end of the day, money is the most important thing. But as a queer person watching Formula One, it kind of feels like I'm the only one and that my existence is erased slash not welcome, even though we do exist. Lewis Hamilton and Sebastian Vettel are the only drivers that I know of that have always stood for more than just themselves. And Lewis Hamilton didn't really have a choice for that as he was the first black Formula One driver. There should be more drivers standing up for social issues. In that same line of thought, I think there should be a few races on African soil. There's literally races on every single continent except for Africa. And I believe there was a South African Grand Prix a few years ago, but I think it would be great if we could get that back. Um, They go on to say that, you know, this is just a some messy thoughts, but the main point here is that there is a, a proper, it was a need for proper inclusivity and diversity in Formula One. And yes, there's definitely steps being taken. Hopefully we can get F1 Academy broadcast next year. That would be a huge step. Um, and they say that it's probably not that hot of a take, but it's still important. It's not a hot take, but I think that it is definitely something that we don't talk about enough. No, you're right. And the fact that, you know, and this person did leave their name, so they weren't leaving it anonymously, but the fact that a lot of these things are sent in anonymously and we're talking about social issues is is already the problem right like we want to have a community within motorsport that talks about these things and that addresses issues that sometimes might be difficult to address and while we can be the conveyor of the message through this segment we don't have the audience that formula one drivers have mm-hmm. so i totally agree with everything that's said i think that yes lewis and sebastian have been very vocal um Yes and no with the Lewis Hamilton had no choice because I do think that um, when it comes to his inclusion of like the LGBTQ plus community, he didn't necessarily need to because he was the first Formula One black or for black Formula One driver. That was completely like his cause. He took that on. Mm-hmm. He does a really good job with his bringing attention to certain um, social issues. So Yes, I echo all of these thoughts. I also hope that we can maybe get the South African Grand Prix back one day. I've never watched a race on that track myself, but I've heard nothing but great things. And in terms of just like global viewership, like we've been chatting about and just creating a safe space for all cultures and all walks of life, why do we not have a race on on African soil? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure either. I, don't, I mean, money comes into it. That's such a huge thing. But I know that they've rebuilt that track mm. and they they host other racing series there, mm-hmm. not in the Formula One, like not FIA endorsed series, but other, it's a it's a functioning track. Right, right. Maybe, I don't know. I, I don't know. I haven't looked into why it's no longer part of the track or why it's not considered for being the calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as for the inclusivity in the LGBTQ plus community, mm-hmm. there is a, I don't know if it's, if it's a community. I don't know if it's um, an organization, but they're called Racing Pride and they work with a few teams during Pride Month mm. to bring in, I, I don't know, interns maybe is a bad word, but it's to give, it's is to, there it's, just like some sort of advisor within the teams to like, it's to create a link for people, part of the LGBTQ plus community who are involved in the mechanical side of ah, racing or the, just those who identify mm-hmm. as LGBTQ plus mm-hmm. and also want to be part of the motorsports. Mm-hmm 
field. Yeah. But of course, there's been such a disconnect. And mm-hmm. so Racing Pride really helps bring the two together. Mm, I see. And they also partner with, I know they did it with Red Bull this year, I think as well Alpine. Okay. Um, to have the the pride flags on the cars mm-hmm. and to make sure that these teams put out, not put out statements, but mm-hmm. are actively doing something, not just during Pride Month, but mm-hmm. throughout the entire year. So, I mean, I'm not saying like, hey, this is a, a step in the right direction, but it it is. And like, we still have a long way to go. Yeah. I don't think Racing Pride was around a few years ago. to see, So to see them now mm-hmm. working with teams is something. Mm-hmm. But again, yes, we still have a long way to go. Well, and in terms of like where we are, I, the, the first thing that would have to change for us to make like this person had sent in like real progress is for the FIA to change. Because yeah. the FIA, earlier this year, there was a, a clarification that the FIA gave on its political statement. That the countdown. drivers are not yes. allowed to give political statements without pre-approval from the FIA, yes. which is absolute BS. Because Absolutely. that, Lewis Hamilton, when he's not racing, he is an advocate yeah. for human rights, yeah. for BLM, for yeah. LGBTQ+, like for everyone yeah yeah um i know so i i don't want to make excuses for the drivers themselves but there is these fia rules that are like we said complete bs and they are like for some reason taking those rules and like really cracking down on them kind of saying you drivers don't have a voice right unless it's about motorsport and so this was a sort of after the 2020 we races one Mm. movement kind of began and i know that you didn't watch actually neither of us watched f1 at the time um but there was an an initiative and i don't i think it started during pride month and it was a hashtag we race as one and a lot of the drivers wore t-shirts that shared that message um and there was pride flag on the t-shirts and whatnot and then it was after that, I believe 2021 or 2022, when the FIA made their statement about like no political statements, um, no social justice statements um, to be shared by the drivers without pre-approval, like you said. Um, and I think that there's there a- are still some drivers that have you know continued on with their message. Lewis being one, Sebastian being another. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember for the, I don't know which Grand Prix it was, but in Hungary, they have really, really strict laws against um, LGBTQ plus people. Mm-hmm. And he showed up with the flag pride mm-hmm. on his sneakers, on his helmet, mm-hmm. on his t-shirt, mm-hmm. like making a statement in that sense. Mm-hmm. And also I know that in one of the Middle Eastern countries, and it's, I don't know which one it was specifically, but Lewis himself and Sebastian, I think it was the two of them. Um, they hosted like a driving academy for women and not just mm-hmm. driving F1 cars, driving cars, cars, because women in this country, and again, it's escaping me which one it is, um, were just given the right to drive maybe like two or three years ago. So they were just hosting like a driving academy, just literally teaching women how to drive. So they do take on these causes, but it would be amazing to see drivers other than Lewis Hamilton and Sebastian Vettel taking on these causes. I 100% echo that thought and it would be nice if the FIA could collaborate and join in on a lot of these issues instead of silencing these their voices. So thank you for that hot take um, that honestly, I don't feel like was too hot of a take, it's but that's so okay because it's still something that we need to have a conversation about. Yeah, yeah, not a hot take. Kind of last week when I said how women yeah. reporters aren't allowed to show favoritism. That's not a hot take, just something that no one's talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was good. That was great. What do you have for me for hot take? Uh, what do I have? My hot take. This wasn't even sent in through 
the comments or the anonymously, we got a message about it. So I don't even know if you saw it. Oh, okay. It was on Instagram? Yeah. So my hot take is Danny Rick was always supposed to replace Nick DeVries halfway through the 2023 season and that he had in his contract, in his payout from McLaren, it is speculation that there was an agreement that he wasn't allowed to race for six months or so after it ended. Interesting. Like a non-compete for Mm -hmm. six months. So, because he replaced Nick DeVries six months and 11 or so days (gasps) after the end of the 2022 season. And when his seat was announced, like when he was, when it was announced that he was replacing Nick, Zach said, all of our financial agreements have come to an end. He's a free man and we wish him well and we're happy to see him on the grid. Why would you say your financial agreements have come to, like just yeah, say congratulations. It, it, it literally gave nothing. It didn't need to be said. Um, so people are like, okay, so he made bank from that payout. Right. And then could have also been guaranteed to see for halfway through the 2023 season. He just was not allowed Legally right. not allowed to right. race because of that contract. Probably legally not allowed to sign anything saying that I'll start on this date either. Yeah. Interesting. So, so if that's the case, I... Did Nick DeVries know? That's the question. Well, so, so did Nick know. But also, I like this better for Nick. Because it's not like he was given a seat with the ideals that we're going to have a new like potential Red Bull driver with starting with us and he's going to have this amazing career. If the idea was that Nick is just going to be in this seat for six months, then that means that there was no um, expectations on him. And they didn't want to work with him to see him improve. So I almost like this idea better for Nick himself. If it's true. If it's true. If If it's it's true. true. Um, okay, interesting. Interesting hot take. I know mine was a lot shorter than yours. No, that's okay. It yeah. doesn't necessarily, the length of the hot take doesn't matter. We're, uh, we're just bringing attention to, to any and all. I mean, because McLaren contracts, we know that there, there's something else. We will like, none of us are in the room when any of it's signed, but just with the whole Oscar Piastri thing and then the Alex Pillow thing two years in a row and then mm. Danny Rick, like what is... It wouldn't surprise me if Maybe Zach there needs Brown, to be an investigation on Zach Brown. That's just it. It wouldn't surprise me if Zach Brown had some sort of clause in that pay, like payout with Danny Rick saying, legally, you are agreeing to not race for six months. But you know what? That's not like a very uncommon practice in the world of business. Like I use the words non-compete. That That's quite literally that's used fair. in business all the time. Yeah. You leave a company and you can't go to a competitor company for, for a certain, certain amount, amount of time. time. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's quite literally something that happens in the, yeah. in the real world well, all the time. Especially because... Danny's contract was cut short. Right. And so it's not like it was a a drawn, or like a happy ending with that. It was, he lost a seat for the 2023 year. Um, And so it makes sense if Zach would be like, hey, we'll pay you out, but you just can't go somewhere else for the next six months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or we don't pay you out as much and then you can race. And then you can race for the 2023 season. Danny Rick probably was like, no, I'll take the 18 million. And then I can hold off for six months yeah. because Christian Horner is calling me. Like, I Which, can wait. you know what also makes sense as to why Danny was so ready yeah. to get into a car and why he was so, um, in interviews, he would always say, when I get back into a car, not if. Exactly. Mm. Anyway. Okay. So that was Furious Hot Takes. Again, link in our bio for $5 off your order. Thank you um, so much to Furious Motorsport for sponsoring this segment. Check out their website. The link for it is in our episode notes as well. We figured mm-hmm. out how to do that. Thanks again. Submit your hot takes because this segment is not going anywhere. Yeah. And we just, we know you guys have ideas and thoughts and we want to hear them. Yes. And we want to echo them. And also, if you do purchase a jersey from Furious Motorsport, 
please tag please, us in it. Please. I would love to see how you're styling it. We need inspiration. We'll share it with uh, the rest of our yeah. fan base. We should have like one of those story we highlights. We don't have story highlights on Instagram. No, we should do that. We should start doing that. Okay. Moving on to my next segment. Moving on to the next segment. Okay. Hannah is so excited. She's I'm so excited. Like sh- jumping in her seat. I'm shaking. So I did lots of research on this topic. I learned so many things. I'm telling Emma these things that she never knew either. Um, so this segment is called Wegman. <laughs> that is my own joke. And yes, I'm laughing at it. Wegman. It is a Weg segment. It's a Wegman. And it won't be, like I said earlier, like a reoccurring thing, like all the time. But if there's something in the world of wags that comes up, that's what we're going to use as a header. And there's been a few things these last few weeks. Yes, there has been. Well, last week we said that Mixoft launched and then an hour later, he hard launched. Hard launched. I know. There's been lots of soft launching going on. So I am going to address it. Anyways, I'm going to go team team by team here. Some of this is going to be repetitive because we've talked about Max and Kelly at Nauseam. But we're going to start off with them. It's a fancy word. At what? Nauseam. Nauseam. Yeah, like, we've talked about it so much that it's sickening. Interesting. I just learned a new word. Oh, I'm so glad. (laughs) Continue. Okay, Max Verstappen is dating Kelly Piquet. She is the daughter of ex-Formula One racer and three? Three Three-time. Three-time world champion, um, Nelson Piquet. We don't really stand Nelson Piquet, but that's his daughter. Do you know he's banned from the track? Uh, I don't think I did know that. I knew that he had to issue a public apology to Lewis, and he really wouldn't do it. I'm pretty sure he's banned from the paddock. Not a great dude, Nelson no. Piquet. Um, moving on. <laughs> moving on. So, Kelly Piquet, daughter of Nelson, she has been dating Max since 2020. They kind of broke the internet in 2020. I didn't know this because I wasn't a big F1 fan at the time, but they kind of broke the internet because she was previously dating Danny Kvyat. And I say Danny Kvyat, it's a nickname. I don't know if it's pronounced Daniel or Daniel. Danny's fine. So we're going to go with Danny. Um, if we say Danny, we're not referring to Daniel Ricardo. No. In this segment. It's Danny Kvyat. So, well, I'll clarify when I'm talking about Danny Rick. Don't worry. <laughs> so Danny Kvyat and Kelly were together for a little while. They have a daughter named Penelope. We've talked about it before that Max took um, Danny's seat and then he took his girl and then he took his daughter. Um, I'd like to clarify that those are jokes. Yes, it's a joke. He's still very much involved in Penelope's life. Yes, yes. We just don't see it as much because he's not as active with her on social media. Mm -hmm. Um, Kelly and Max are more so. Anyways, they've been together since 2020. Like I said, Kelly is Brazilian. Um, Max is Dutch, as we know. And they have been sparking engagement rumors recently. You heard engagement rumors. I heard pregnancy rumors. Oh, boy. (laughs) Well, either way, it's rumors. I... I don't really need to say yeah. anything more about it. Engagement rumors? Well, they've been together for a little while, and, you know, it's not like he can't afford a ring. 26? How old is he? Max is 26. I think so. I believe he's two, old, two years older than myself. I don't know how old Kelly is. I think she might be... Kelly's like eight years older than him, yes. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 34 is what I was going to say. Yeah, age differences happen. <clears throat> yes, and doesn't really matter when you're in your 20s. Engagement rumors? That's what I was seeing. Holy... Don't shoot the messenger. Okay, Moving on. continue. Checo and Corolla. Checo is Sergio Perez, for those of you who might not know. Um, his wife's name is Corolla Martinez. They have been married since 2018. Mm-hmm. They have three kids. She's also Mexican. Um, it's funny because their kids are kind of named after them. Um, Sergio Perez Jr., Carlotta, and Emilio. Oh, cute. I know, isn't it cute? Yeah. And their uh, Emilio was actually born just earlier this year. So, you know, he's got yeah. quite a young family at home right now. Moving on to Alphatari. Danny and Heidi. And this is Danny Rick. Danny Rick. And he is dating Heidi Berger, who is the daughter of former racing driver Gerhard Berger. Um, now, no one really knows when these two started dating because they were seen together, I believe, in like 2020 or 2021, like 
and then not really at all. And then they were seen again together last year and they're like full on officially dating. Um, that was, that happened in 2022. Um, and that by that, I mean, it's a hard launch for the public, but yeah, people don't really, it's kind of like a, we're not really sure when they started getting together, but they've been together for a little while. She's pretty cool. Um, she's probably the biggest supporter of Enchante. Yes. Honestly, yes. she's always wearing his merch. Yeah, she is. Um, she just seems like she has a really cool life. Mm -hmm. Like, she hangs out with her mom a lot and just travels around. She's and dating Daniel Cardo. Takes cool pictures. And yeah, she's dating Danny Rick. So, like, what else do I really have to say about that? For so long, he would only ever post, like, blurry pictures of mm -hmm. her. Or, like, just, like, snippets of her. Mm -hmm. And we're like, no, no, no. Give us more. One time she showed up to the paddock. And this is last year. Paddock? paddock. I don't know <laughs> where that came from. <laughs> that was incredibly Canadian of me, by the way. One time she showed up to the paddock with suitcases. Just rolling them with her. And people were like, what's what? going on here? Um... They probably just had to catch a flight after the race. I guess, yeah. <laughs> I love that for them. Um, I'm sorry, Emma. Close your ears. Aston Martin. Lance now has a girlfriend. Well, okay. I know nothing, comma. This is so new, it's in the soft launch phase. Because she... I don't know her name. All I know is she's Canadian. Her name is Mary Lou Belanger. Mary Lou? Or Mary Lou. <laughs> Mary Lou? Marlou? Marlou. It's M-A-R-I-L-O-U. All one one word. It's not hyphenated. But she's French. Mary. Okay. You try. Nope. I'm, I'm not gonna I'm, try. I'm way worse at French. We than are. You. We've stopped trying to speak French. Okay. Um, cause she posted a photo of just him walking. Yes. Like, from, but it was very clearly Lance Stroll. It was very clearly Lance Stroll. However, I was in denial. Lance Stroll is also still on Raya, the dating app. Okay, dating apps should be taken with a grain of salt because a lot of times. Have you ever been on Tinder? Uh, this is like me being on Tinder is like <laughs> you should not be on Tinder. Eight years ago, might I just say, but you delete the app, but not the profile, and then you oh. still show up till you delete the profile itself. Okay, you're right. So you're that's right. why I think dating apps. When people are like, "Oh, they're on Rayouts or whatever," I'm like, "Well, sometimes people just delete the app." Yeah. So and they don't actually deactivate their account. Green assault. Yes. Okay, so thank you for. Sorry, I'm sorry if that made that worse for you. It probably did. A little bit, but it's fine. I'm wearing my Lance Stroll shirt today. Um, she Canadian? I, she is Canadian. She must be Canadian. She is Canadian because he was back in Montreal and mm. I'm pretty sure her Instagram whatever says has the Canadian flag. Mm -hmm. But like this man spends not as much time in Montreal as he could. And of course he goes back for the summer break, gets a girlfriend. Why? Okay, well, I think that you're being naive if you think that like he just met her in Montreal and that was that. I don't know. Instagram is the biggest dating app out there. Let's just. You think she slid into his DMs? I've tried that. <laughs> Didn't work. Okay, speaking of DMs, there is a very interesting DM story at the end of my Wegman, so just hold on to that. Okay, moving on. Ferrari, Carlos and Rebecca Donaldson. This is his new girlfriend. Mm -hmm. She is a Scottish model. Very few pics have surfaced. But the ones that have, have not been by them. It's all been like paparazzi or other people around them who have posted. So it's it's also, I would say, in the soft launch phase. Yeah. But it's also more, it's been happening a lot more. So I think that it probably is legit. Um, well, she was with him in Spain. Yes, but not at the racetrack. No, but just in Spain. In Spain, yeah. Um, you know, I'm in Spain without the S. Yeah. Because of lands. But it's fine. <laughs> we're, we're moving on from last. <laughs> he was previously dating Issa. They broke up late last year. Um, and she also was pretty cool. So good for him. <laughs> good for him? Well, I don't know. Good for uh, him for like having one cool girlfriend and then moving on. And then he's got another like beautiful Scottish model. So yeah. like. That's fair. 
I think Issa's also living her best life right now from she's what glowing. I see. Like, she's got the post-breakup glow, living her you know best who life. who else has the post-breakup glow? I know where you're going with this. Well, like, because I sent you the text the other day. Charlotte? Charlotte. We'll get there. She's We're still got a glow. We're she's in got a glow. So let's keep an eye on Carlos and Rebecca, but I will say his social media has been popping recently. So if she's, she's the one. Yes. Such good photos. If she's the one taking these photos, she can stay around mm-hmm. as long as she wants. Yep. Um, okay, moving on. Charles and Alex. <sighs> okay. Charles has a type and it is Monacan girls. Monacan. <laughs> We're back to this. I'm not, I will not say Monagasque. Okay. okay. Whatever. It's Monagasque girls. And it is always a friend of his ex that he dates. Yep. Now, the extent to which they are friends or acquaintances, I'm not sure. But I know that there was lots of evidence that his first girlfriend, Giada, they were together for a while, um, was really good friends with Charlotte, his most recent ex. And then there is less um, less proof that Alex and Charlotte were friends, but there is still some. They're in the same circle. They're in the same circle. I I feel like the country is just so small Mm -hmm. that, like, if people are around your age, you're just friends with them. Anyways. So Charles and Alex just started dating this year. Um, He previously dated Charlotte for three years and Giada for around four. Um, He's a relationship dude. Holy. Yeah. He does not... Know how to be single. No. No, he should watch the movie How to Be Single. (laughs) Because he can't do it. But they also look the same. Charlotte and Charlotte Alex, and Alex, which is something that we've talked about before, and yes. that many other people have also talked There's about. There's also a contestant on Love Island UK right now. This means nothing to you. There's also a contestant on Love Island UK that the most recent season that looks like their third triplet. I need to. Her name is Amber Wise, and they look the same. All three of them. Oh my god! I know. Yeah. I know. That's weird. I know. I'm watching the show. I'm like, I'm. Whatever. Anyways, I hope the best for Charles. I hope there was no overlap in his breakup with Charlotte and his relationship begin with... Begin? And the start of his relationship with Alex. Mm -hmm. Anyways, moving on. Mercedes. George and Carmen. How many notes do you have on wags? Well, I go team by team. (laughs) George and Carmen. I'm going to speed this up a little bit. Um, They were introduced by mutual friends. Mm -hmm. She is British. And Spanish. She works in finance and travels to the races on the weekends, which I think is freaking cool. She's got her own life. Because she has her own life and then she hops on a plane and goes to a race. Freaking cool. And she dresses awesome. I want her style. I want her, her stylist. I want to be her. <laughs> um, they started dating in 2020. This is going to blow your mind. Okay. I knew this before doing this research, but I don't think you know this. Well, that she's friends with Jamie Chadwick? No. Oh. That, that's interesting though. George previously dated Nick DeVries' sister, Seychelle. No! Yes. Did he? Yes, for a few years. Huh. Seychelle DeVries. They were together before him and Carmen. Wow. Interesting, right? Hmm. You're going to learn a couple things here. Um, I do have a note on Lewis. It pretty much just says not dating Shakira. She's probably dating Jimmy Butler right now. NBA okay. player for you. His most serious relationship was Pussycat Doll, Nicole Scherzinger. Since then, he's been linked to Rihanna, Rita Ora... Barbara Palvin, who is Dylan Sprouse's wife, um, Kendall Jenner, Winnie Harlow, Sophia Ritchie, Nicki Minaj, and Camilla Kendra. Camilla Kendra is the ex of uh, Tyler Cameron from The Bachelor. My God. I love Lewis's dating history. I think it's so interesting. Anyways. Alpine. <laughs> Pierre. And Kika. The yeah. queen. The queen. That's, That's really it. all I have to That's say. That's it. She's a Portuguese model. Um, he had two public relationships previously both two girls named Katerina, which is very interesting. Hmm. Um, Katerina Massetti Zanini is now dating Callum 
Eilat in IndyCar, and Katarina Bresna is just a cool gal dating somebody else now. Mm-hmm. So everyone's happy. Everyone's happy. Esteban, currently single. No. Just hanging out with Mick. Is he? I think he's just hanging out with Mick. Him he's- and Elena, Italian, um, his ex-girlfriend is Italian, Elena Berry, they never, it was weird. They like removed each other and then kind of were like back again posting and then like removed each other again. So um, she was hanging out with Charlotte at the Monaco Grand Prix. Without a VIP pass, which with, we very yes. clearly pointed out. No VIP pass. Yes. So that relationship, I believe, is like completely Yeah, bad. but I thought he was dating someone else. Maybe I haven't, I couldn't find anything on Esteban. So if you find something, you can bring it to a Wigman next week. <laughs> Great. Um, Haas. Both of these guys are married. Um, Kevin got married to Louise in 2019. They have a daughter named Laura. And also, did you know that Kevin Magnuson's dad, Jan Magnuson, was an F1 driver? Nope. There you go. I'm really learning so much. Wow. I know. I thought it was only, you know, um, like recently it's like Max, there's the Schumacher, there's Mick and I Michael. I no idea about K-Mags. And now K-Mags. Hmm. Yeah. Coolio, right? Um, Nico. Nico. Happy his... birthday, Nico. He just turned 36. Yes, he did. Happy birthday. He got married in 2021 to his wife. I'm going to butcher this. Egel? We don't know. I don't know. She's Lithuanian and she's a fashion designer. Good for her. Freaking cool. Also might model. I also don't know the name of their baby. Um, no, I, I want to say Naomi, but I it's N O E M I. I don't Naomi? know. I don't know. I, I don't know. know. Both of those two are happy married with one child. Congratulations. No, but K Meg is expecting another kid. He is expecting another he, one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's expe- uh, K Meg is <sighs> expecting another child, or maybe they just had their other child, but there is no name out there yet, so I wasn't gonna put it in. That's fair. Anyways, McLaren. Moving on. <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll start with Oscar. Okay, Oscar is dating Lily Nymer. <laughs> I don't know you, how to pronounce her last name. Her name is Lily. Her name is Lily, and she is adorable. Um, I feel like they had to have known each other for since they were yes. young. So it does say that there is there is no detail, no con- concrete details about when they started dating, but it potentially is goes back to like high school age. So I think they've been together for a little while. She's also Australian. Weird though that when you Google her name, her and Logan Sargent also come up, right? And I said this since the very beginning of but this podcast. Oscar and Logan used to race alongside each other when they were younger. Mm-hmm. Like they did karting. They grew up together. I mean, I'm sure I they're friendly, but why is there so many different sites that report Logan as dating Lily? Very weird. Not true. She's with Oscar. Mm-hmm. They're cute. Moving on. Lando. Yeah. Lando's taken again. It's a soft launch phase as well, but it seems there's too too many rumors with the same gal for this to be not a thing. He, he is dating. I don't know how to say her name, but her her actual full name is Margarita. Her nickname I don't know how to pronounce. Magui, Magui. I'm Magui? not sure. Um, she is a Portuguese model. That's very clearly his type because so mm-hmm. is Luisa. Um, she is the ex-girlfriend of soccer player. God, these names are killing me today. How Felix? Joe Felix? Joe? No. I don't think it's, I think it's, it's Spanish. So I think it's with an H. How? How? Anyways, I'm so sorry, you guys. I'm just struggling through this right now. Um, there. It's not were confirmed. Not con- Okay, it's not confirmed. But again, there's too many rumors for this to not be happening. She's also really good friends with Kika. She is great friends with Kika. But Pierre and Lando aren't best friends. So this is where I'm kind of like, it's not just a convenience thing. You know what I mean? I don't know. Anyways, um, this is 
Lando fans are not a fan of her. And I'm not going to take a side on this. I'm just going to say that apparently there's something about her potentially being unfaithful in her last relationship. I don't know. Wasn't there. Lando fans are not happy about this. Moving on. Alfa Romeo. This is going to blow your mind. What? Are you ready? Sure. Did you know Valtteri is divorced? Valtteri was previously married. To who? Um, her to name. To when? Emilia Pikarinen. And they were together for three years. Or married for three years. And they divorced in 2019. And she was an Olympic swimmer. Is an Olympic swimmer. Isn't his new girlfriend an Olympic cyclist? His current girlfriend, Tiffany, is... I don't know if, if she's Olympic, or but she's a professional road cyclist. He has standards. He loves an athletic gal. I respect it. I so respect that. Anyways. Married and divorced. I mean, there's wow. no shade with that. I'm just like shocked I didn't because know that. I thought him and Tiffany have been together for a very long time, but mm-hmm. they started dating in 2020. And apparently his fans were not happy with like how fast he started dating Tiffany after his relationship with his wife mm-hmm. um, ended. But, um, you know, if he's happy, what does he say? Uh, yeah. For whom it concern, for whom it may concern. Fuck you. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, last one. Williams. Williams. This story is going to make you lose it what okay so we thought we 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 thought that alex and lily were cool and like relatable now listen to this lily's friend made her watch dts no and that's how she she was a rookie on the lpga at the time for those of you who don't know lily is a professional golfer such a cool gal golfs under the chinese flag um she's chinese american yeah so she was a rookie on the lpga at the time alex was a rookie as well in that season dts she thought he was cool and she thought that like his story was um, motivating and she thought DTS as a whole was motivating. Lily's a big DTS fan. She followed Alex on Instagram. Alex followed her back and then he messaged her on Instagram. But this, I wrote DTS love story. Oh my God. So for those of you who think DTS has brought nothing to Formula One, it has brought us Lily and Alex, the power couple. And I want to hear nothing else about DTS after this. I love that. Isn't it amazing? Oh my god. Like, again, we thought they were cool and relatable. And now they're even cooler and relatable because it was a DM slide. Good for them. Good for them is right. Good for them. Um, they've been together since 2019. Just going to throw that in there. And I wrote just a cool ass girl. Because she is. She's so cool. Another one who just has her own life. Would rather go to a Taylor Swift concert than hang out with Alex at his mm-hmm. race. Love that for her. That was a Wegman. That was a Wagman. That was all the wags. It was all that. Do we have time for track stats really quick? Yes, we do. Okay. Next weekend is the Dutch Grand Prix. Max Verstappen's home race. We're going to hear the anthem a lot. Yeah. (laughs) You'll hear the anthem. You'll see a lot of orange. Lando is guaranteed to make a few papaya jokes. It's going to happen. 72 laps. It was first introduced to the calendar in 1952. So it's again, a really, really, really old race, but it was removed off the calendar until two years ago, it came back. I don't know how long it was removed off the calendar for, but because Max was such a figure in F1, they brought it back because obviously, you know, home race, um, it could generate a huge crowd. Yes. Hmm. Very interesting. I love that. I heard from a guest of mine at where I work, he was, this man was telling me, you know, about Formula One races that he's attended. He said that, Going to this race would be one of the coolest because it is a resort town is where Zandvoort is like located. So it's like a really cool location. He said the transportation is not very expensive. And he said that it's close enough to the city that like you can still experience, you know, Amsterdam and, and the history that comes with, with the Netherlands. So amazing. Um, that was just like a personal anecdote. Um, yeah. 
just a, a cool track. I don't know if you have ever seen um, the video. So I guess Netherlands is famous for like these really flat, um, like waffle kind Super of. waffles? No, they're like really. That's Belgium. That, yeah. They're like really no, flat. It's like Belgium. It's almost like a cracker. It's like a waffle cracker. That's true. Waffles. Is that what that's called? But I don't, I thought those were, no, Belgium waffles are Belgium. Yes, yes. Stroop waffles. They're really, like, they're like a cracker. Like, they're round and they're really thin. In Italian, we have something similar. It's called a pizzelle. I don't know what this. Pizzelle. Pizzelle. (laughs) Sorry. A a stroop waffle. Okay. And you put it on your coffee and it heats it up and, like, it's warm. Uh, Okay. I don't know what they're called. Let's look it up. Stroop waffle. I have a computer right in front of me. Yeah, that's, you, you're right. Stroop waffle. Okay. So, uh, when the track was first um, brought back onto the calendar two years ago for Max's Home Race, I remember watching a video because I guess this track is notorious for having such a slant to it. Of them rolling, of the them stru- rolling the stroop waffles down. Yeah. The, so you could see the slant to the track. Yeah. It's almost like a NASCAR track. NASCAR well, no, with, with ovals as well. Ovals they do have that mm-hmm. slant to it, and that that's just how they're they're made. So we don't often see that in Formula One, except in Sandboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Pretty cool. Last, last year, Max won. Of course he did. So last year, Max got pole. You know who got second and third on the grid? Charles and Carlos. It was a Ferrari 2-3? Mm-hmm. Ferrari 2-3. Okay. That was for quali. And then, yeah, Max won. George finished second and Charles finished third. Right. <laughs> it just says Sebastian received a five-second time penalty for ignoring a blue flag. And Carlos received a five-second time penalty for an unsafe release. I feel like Carlos was set to finish fifth. But then, because it was time penalty, didn't they finished eighth? Let's not do that this year. Let's hopefully not. Um, but clearly, the Ferraris had the pace last year at Sandvoort, and this is a really quick track talk. But you know track what? Talk. Track stats. There were two DNFs last year: Yuki and Valtteri. I quite literally have no insight on 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 that. I feel like I have to go back and watch last year's race before yeah. this one because also I'm going through withdrawals a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't remember. It's okay. I think that McLarens are going to come in hot this weekend. I think that they're going to use upgrades. And I think that they are going to at least have one podium. That's it. That's my only prediction is I think one McLaren podium. For those of you who are new here, when we do our um, predictions for races, we started this a few episodes ago or a few races ago. We don't. We don't include Max Verstappen on them. But I'm just going to say McLaren is on there somewhere. Okay. So you're saying McLaren is getting a podium. I'm saying... There will be three different teams on the podium this weekend. Okay. That's for some reason just like what's calling me. All right. Oh, I do have an indie thing to say. Tell me. Not so much a quick, quick like. Is this in case you missed indie? This is in case you missed indie. This is just kind of fun. Oh, well, for starters, check out Paddock Pundits on. (gasps) Check out their podcast because David Malukas was on their podcast. I'm so happy for them. I love it for them. I haven't listened to it yet, but I did hear the the motivational speech that he gave them. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I love this man. Mm Mm-hmm. Go listen to their podcast. Um, and then, just for funsies, Colton Herta's dad used to be a driver as well. And his first career career win was at Laguana in 1998. And so, Laguana, the race, is coming up in a few weeks. And t- they surprised Colton Herta with a livery that honors his dad's car that he won Laguana in. So, I love that. I think that's just a cute little throwback from, from 1998 to 2023. Yeah. It's probably such a great moment for Brian Herta to yeah. see his son driving a car that's identical to what he drove. So, anyway, I just love that. Um, sad that there was no Indy race this weekend, but yeah. there's Indy and F1. Yes, and week. we have um, one of our really dedicated listeners is actually going to be at the St. Louis um, Indy race this weekend. Um, so, she'll send us, you know, some pictures, some insight. Um, 
I'm very excited to hear about her experience there. Um, it's a race that I'd like to get to next year just because I have friends in St. Louis. Um, another, I have two things I want to say quickly before we wrap up. Um, one, I am wearing a Red Bull jersey right now. Yeah. I just wanted to point out that it's because it's Max's home race weekend. Great. Okay, great. <laughs> um, and two, this is personal news. I got Taylor Swift tickets. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I am going to Taylor Swift in Toronto. Do you know what I realized? It's what? the same weekend as the Vegas Grand Prix 2024. Shit. So I'm not going to guess Vegas. Guess not going to Vegas. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm going to have to say I'm still winning, I think. Yeah. You're just bragging at this point. I'm I didn't sorry. Get I know. Emma's trying to get tickets. Please continue to manifest for her. Whoever manifested for me, thank you very much. It was a small fortune, but I'm going. And I will not shut up about it for the next 14 months. Do you no. have anything to say before we wrap? Thank you for 20K on TikTok. <gasps> yes. Thank you. Make sure to follow us on social media. TikTok is TrackTalkPod. Insta is TrackTalk.Pod. Um, we see the growth and we see the messages. Last few weeks have been a little hectic for both of us. We haven't been responding as much as normal, but we see them and we love you. And yeah, if you like this episode, rate it five stars. And I think that might be everything. So we will be back next week to have a recap of the Dutch Grand Prix. I'm so excited. Can't wait.